Respect the call, second episode here. A lot going on in the world, a lot in the sports world, and a lot just on social media and everywhere. So, Ben, I think we should start with the last, I guess the last, last dance that premiered Sunday night. Yeah, tell me about it, Isaac. What'd you, what'd you like, and tell me what you didn't like. Mostly what you like, because for me, I did not like anything. It was completely just awesome, great, perfect, superb by ESPN. Don't need any other words to describe it. Perfect timing. What did you like from the from the last dance? Um, specifically these episodes, I kind of loved the Steve Kerr segment. I thought it was just one of the best parts of the podcast. Um, of the documentary. Yeah, and I think it was... Yeah, the, We do the podcast. Yeah, we do the podcast, I guess the documentary. Um, I thought that was kind of a really good segment. I kind of like how they kind of... I never knew Steve Kerr's dad got assassinated. Same. I think most viewers didn't know that Steve Kerr's dad got assassinated. That's kind of a crazy part in his life, and I thought it was kind of I thought it was kind of cool how MJ and I think Steve Kerr kind of connected on the fact that both their fathers were gone. It was very sentimental. Never, very. yeah, never really spoke about it, but um, never really spoke about it, but definitely kind of think shared that bond through the loss of the fathers. And also, I love Steve Kerr's speech at that championship. Yeah, hilarious. When he said, uh, when Phil asked MJ if he shoot the last shot, and MJ said, "No, I think we should just go to Steve." I, I don't, I don't really feel good in these types of moments. I thought Steve Kerr is just how can you, how can you hate the guy? You gotta love the guy. Um, exactly. I've seen that. I've seen that. What's I've seen that quote on Instagram uh, loads of times. But finally seeing it like in context with what happened, I mean, just added to the to the spice and pizzazz of, of Steve yeah. Kerr. A little more on Steve Kerr. It's kind of interesting kind of how Steve Kerr has been kind of part of the two teams that uh, there's a lot of argument who's the better team. I guess you could say the 17 Warriors or the 15-16 or the Warriors versus that 95-96 Bulls team. That's kind of interesting. I don't think I've ever heard his take on which was the better team considering he coached the Warriors mm-hmm. and he was part of that Bulls team. And I don't know if you've seen the viral clip of, um, of when the Warriors went to the White House. And and uh, President Obama goes, it's so nice to be in the best to be a oh, the best team in history. And then he goes, Steve Kerr, the ninety five ninety six Bulls. Um, yeah, I do. I, I've seen that. I've seen Obama that. was featured on the doc originally. Originally, just wrote Chicago resident, but yeah, I think title is that. I think they switched it up to president. I mean, when you're president, I feel like you should have a bigger title than just living in Chicago. But moving on, kind of more into the. More into the um, last I mean, dance. You mentioned you mentioned Steve Kerr, but who doesn't get a lot of praise? I mean, there's a couple segments about Kukoc for a little bit. And I think it was episode four about Scotty's and Jordan's relationship with him before he was on the team when they were playing with him. Uh, part of the dream team. He really had a huge effect on that series. He averaged 16 a game. He, um, as we know, when when Jordan was not on the team. Coach was that second player to Scottie Pippen. You 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 see all these buzzer beaters he had. I mean, he really he really also propelled the Bulls to to that to that series win versus the Pacers. Yeah, I definitely think Coach doesn't get a lot of love because he wasn't necessarily the type of character that Steve Kerr was. As as much as I love Steve Kerr and as great as he as great as he is, in that Pacers still um, he still. I was averaging like three points per game to Tony Kucic is 16, but I guess whoever Jordan likes more will get more time. So I guess Jordan likes Kerr more. Not really a big fan of Kucic, so Kucic is gonna kind of it's it's Jordan's podcast. I mean, I mean Jordan's documentary is a messed up again, but he's gonna got he's gonna control who's on it. So see if Kerr is definitely gonna get a bigger role. Yeah, Isaac, but. I, I want to ask you, do you actually think Reggie, I mean, there's a the whole controversy about Jordan, did he push off versus the Jazz? Do you think Reggie Miller pushed off? 
I mean, to be honest, I, I think he pushed off a little bit, but especially in those times in the NBA. Especially as kind of like a, like, to be honest, like, Reggie Miller's kind of a little bit of a torp, like, torp, <laughs> however you pronounce that word. He's kind of like small, lanky, like, when he touched... Bald-headed, jo- yeah. Yeah, when he touched Jordan, I don't think Jordan really, I don't think Jordan really even moved at all. Like, Jordan's a lot stronger than he is. You think he sold it? Like, he was all about I mean, flop. I think the refs kind of gave the benefit to Reggie Miller, considering how kind of, like, small and torpy Reggie Miller was compared to Jordan. They were like, yeah, like, like I guess we'll just give it to Reggie Miller. And... A kind of a little bit, little bit strange point. I guess you mentioned how Reggie Miller is also bald. I wonder how many times. I don't think I've seen a single hair on Jordan's head. Yeah, I'm no. In North Carolina, you saw like a little bit of a. Yeah, you saw a little, little bit of hair. Buzz, but once but... he was kind of in that NBA, I don't think I've seen a single piece of hair. I don't know. I, no, he started. He started off with a little bit of hair, but towards the end, uh, to progressively, yeah. like he Kobe'd. He like. I want totally to. I kind of want to know maybe his shaving routine, how he kept that bald of a head. Maybe he was shaving twice a day. I don't know how much he had to shave every single day, because that seems like quite, like quite the task to literally keep it like completely clean, no hair at all. Yeah, but Isaac, I mean, it was mentioned a little bit during the podcast, and uh, not during the podcast. You're making me mess up too during the documentary about Jordan when he said if they would have brought us back for one more year, we could have won that seventh. Do you really think they could have won that seventh? That seventh, the year after? Um, I think if they... I, I mean, I guess I'm a little biased ever watching the documentary. It's like, yeah, they could have won seven. They could have won seven. But I think they really could have. I think it would have definitely been hard to convince Scotty to come back on because Scotty definitely wanted to get paid. But as Jordan said, they, like once Dennis was back for another year, once Phil was hopping out for another year, I think Scotty would cave in and come. I think a big part that people don't realize is that oh they're too they would be too tired. It was actually the lockout year, so it would have been definitely easier. They would have gotten a lot more rest to win that championship in '99. Um, I think they could have done it. I don't think Jordan, if he's going to go another year, I don't think he would. I don't think if I don't think he would mess it up. One, one the, the Spurs won that, right? I think the Spurs won the '99 championship. With yeah, David four Robinson. one, four one to the Knicks. They defeated my Knicks. Uh, the Knicks, by the way, I saw Biggest Losers, Biggest Winners of the last dance. I saw the biggest winners were, St- I think you mentioned Steve Kerr and Dennis Rodman. Some of the biggest losers were Patrick Ewing. I mean, he did not have a good last dance, per se. I mean, the Knicks were constantly getting totally torched when MJ was playing. And then finally, once he left, they could muster the power to beat beat the Bulls. But yeah, Patrick Ewing and the Knicks didn't really have a, have a yeah. positive last yeah. dance. Yeah, also... One of my favorite scenes, um, one of my favorite scenes from that uh, from the last episode was when he goes to Larry Bird and he curses at him, and yeah, that was, just, that, was the, that was a fun scene, just to kind of show how competitive Jordan was. Little, little emphasis, I guess. You don't really need that clip if you've been watching the Last Dance to know how to know how competitive he is. No, but Isaac, I would say that definitely a a. Um uh, glorified scene, definitely one that shows MJ's competitiveness, but one of the most controversial scenes, I mean, we were talking about this even before uh, getting getting on air. Do you really think that the pizza was poisoned by, by the guys in Utah, by the five guys? I mean, it is odd, five people showed up, but it is also odd that you're eating a pizza at one o'clock before game five of the NBA Finals. To be honest, I, I, I can't really have a stance on this because I don't think it was pizza. I just, I don't buy this story that, like, someone would poison pizza 
And even if it was, let's say they did poison pizza, I just don't believe they're getting pizza at 2 a.m. I think Jordan had a hangover. I just, to be honest, I think it was a cover-up. And now you kind of already see, definitely wasn't a flu game. It was definitely, this was on Jordan for needing pizza at 2 a.m. And I think, imagine, imagine just thinking today, because of how much criticism LeBron James gets, I want to kind of know how much criticism LeBron would get if he showed up sick to a game Already for pizza. the for the cramps, he got so much so much criticism. And that because they turned off the air conditioning, but he literally, if LeBron showed up hurt because of pizza and then put on a miraculous effort, they'd have been like, "You better have done that, considering like you're, yeah. you you like you you're so lazy, you didn't want to put you don't want to go to bed, you don't want to handle yourself." But I guess Jordan gets the benefit of the doubt. He eats pizza at 2 a.m. and gets celebrated. I mean, Grover, Jordan's guy, said 100%. It was food poisoning, 100%. Uh, nobody ate the pizza but him. Nobody. He said five guys delivering one pizza, and they're all trying to look in. I mean, that quote means clearly I mean, some, guys, some suspicion. The five guys is definitely can be explained. Because it was, maybe they knew it was Michael Jordan. They all wanted to see Michael Jordan. So the five guys can definitely be explained. Like, imagine if you're imagine if you're working at a pizza place, you got to call Michael Jordan. Like, everyone's hopping on the yeah. everyone's hopping in the pizza yeah. car. People are strapping themselves to the roof in the trunk of that pizza car to kind of just see how electric Jordan was. And two things that if a lot there's been a lot of comparing between the old NBA and the and of course the modern NBA, I guess '90s versus now. Two things that stood out to me. One was when they're like do you see when they're all shooting kind of like shooting these like half court from from the from the coach's timeout thing they're launching those yeah jo- shots. jordan hits it right jordan ends up hitting it but like before that everyone's like airballing and stuff like that not shooting their normal form yeah, yeah everyone's like chucking it looking like third graders mm-hmm. looking like third graders third grade jcc ball, ball yeah looking at third graders a two ball throwing it from the back of their heads like right steph hits that cleanly now like trey young yeah like they're all pulling up from their kds launching like they're like that shows how much the three-point shot changed. And the second one that kind of, like, I see kind of a different huge change between the old NBA and the modern NBA, when, when Scottie Pippen got that back injury, I'm, like, and they said, like, he was out there as a decoy. I'm confused how the, I don't know who the Jazz coach is. I'm confused. I don't know how they couldn't, like, if I was a coach, I would just attack, I would attack Scottie Pippen. On like, the offensive end, yeah. Yeah, like how do you just avoid a decor, especially in the modern NBA when there was social media? You would know that 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 Scott Pippen had a back injury, had a lower back issue. Yeah, that's would, a good point. But also, I mean, like, if the doc, you saw the Utah Jazz coach was not very into. He's like Jordan was sick this game. I mean, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but still, the Utah Jazz coach you saw wasn't all. really into. I don't into believe that he didn't know about the. About the about his like poisoning or I guess flu, which is not really a flu. I just so don't buy that the team doctor didn't know that Jordan was under the weather or extremely ill. I just don't buy that at all. I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know how that changes the narrative that he did that he didn't know. But I just don't. I really don't believe that. And now, kind of on the on the same topic of pushoffs that we talked about earlier, was Jordan's shot a pushoff in your opinion? So, during the last dog, Jordan, of course, was very apparent in saying they didn't push off. You see, um, Russell is going already towards that that left side with his right foot planted, and that Jordan gives him that little shove and then goes, crosses over like low. So 
as a basketball player, when the defender already has that momentum, you don't need the push-off. But the push-off definitely solidifies that you're going to be wide open. So I think it was a little combination. Russell was was all, all his momentum was already on the left side of his body, and Jordan just needed to give him that tiny shove, <laughs> similar to Reggie Miller, um, so that he could he could solidify himself being wide open. Um, in the case of yeah, um, small, I hands. definitely don't think. It was a push-off. I think he kind of more guided him, kind of with his hand. I think if, like, if you look at the reversed angle, he was definitely that new. That was definitely a new angle that nobody has seen. Nobody has seen that angle, the reverse angle, and it definitely seemed like he was ready fouling down on Jordan, kind of just put his hand there. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder, like, why Jordan took so long to release that footage. I guess mm-hmm. he was kind of waiting, I guess, to a documentary like this to kind of say, like, I didn't push off. Like, yeah. this is the footage. But also waiting for the, to release in the documentary. I've seen multiple things when Jordan actually approved approved the documentary to to sort of go into circulation and that the making of it and that the producing of it would all would all happen and that was after LeBron's 2016 win versus the Warriors comeback 3-1 series um yeah that definitely seems a little bit kind of like a little bit fishy kind of, not not fishy but it's kind of saying like it's a threat like, to the throne yeah it's, it's definitely kind of like Jordan definitely sees LeBron as a threat to his kind of goat status I definitely think after this documentary which I think Jordan, who is still a really competitive guy, still admits that he gambles a lot, I think was definitely kind of thinking, like, if I can get this documentary to kind of, like, push me to kind of, like, to be more of the GOAT, I see LeBron's kind of on the move, he's in L.A., let's, 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 let's pull this right now. And I think it was supposed to be, which, was, which would have been awesome, which just sucks this couldn't happen. This was supposed to air every single other night the finals wasn't on. If you were you aware of that? No, I wasn't. That like how crazy would that have been? You've been watching the current finals, wow, and then you would have been watching the history of the and last. And I think wow. maybe Le- maybe maybe Jordan was hoping after LeBron lost in the finals, he's coming in with the last dance, looking even hotter, mm-hmm. and kind of just to close the close the last dance conversation. I just thought, I just thought it was really really amazing during a time of no sports to kind of just like see basketball just to see a sporting yeah. competitiveness mm-hmm. Tot- play. totally agree I mean when we finally do return to the NBA the hype will definitely be around it everyone will be so super excited I think we'll appreciate it more um, having the sports having the sports be around but you mentioned um, the modern NBA you mentioned um, the player skills uh, you mentioned shooting from deep and there was a little segment on First Take I was listening to about Damian Lillard, um, someone who actually ended the Thunder season from deep. Um, and they were asking the question of, do you think Damian Lillard will be able to win a championship? I just don't see. I mean, maybe if he leaves Portland, which he said he won't, players say they're going to stay. and then they Kyrie said he was like, staying with the Celtics. Kyrie's even different. I mean, I think people definitely trust um, Damon Lillard's word more. If he stays in a Blazers uniform, which I definitely think is possible if he wants to, um, I just don't see him having the group. I think C.J. McCollum is a great second player, but I guess in today's NBA, kind of needs if you want to be a, he's kind of more of a third player on our championship team. Uh-huh. Or maybe if the Blazers had kind of another player exactly like C.J. McCollum to form a little bit of a big three. 
But they I went. Just, I mean, they went after Melo. So, but Melo is a scrub. He's a scrub. So I mean, he definitely had a bounce back season. But he definitely could put not up. He anything. could put up fourteen points in a he's, game. Yeah, he's just he's just fun. He's terrible at defense. He's kind of just a fun player to have for the Blazers. I don't think he'll win a championship. Because That's of how because favorite. of how stacked the, the West is, I mean the West. You have the Lakers. You have now. You have the Clippers. You have the the, the Nuggets. You have the Jazz. You have the upcoming Mavericks. You have all these young teams um, coming up, and I just don't think that the Trailblazers, yeah. Trailblazers have the have the bandwidth to to really um, assert themselves in yeah, the Western he's Conference. He's already he's already twenty nine years old, so I guess he's like a three more years, three four three four more years left of his prime, considering how the NBA has been kind of. Aging almost. Um, I think maybe, maybe what, what, if, what if he comes down to LA, plays with LeBron? They need a point guard. That would be crazy. But I think I just don't see him winning a ring as the best player on a championship team. I think he's I think he's capable of doing it skill wise. I just don't think the way free agency is going to work out. I don't think Portland's that kind of destination. And kind of just on the NBA talk, I heard that the, this I don't know if you heard, but the whole LeBron Cowboys thing. I did. I mean, I saw I saw LeBron's interview with um, Mav Carter yeah, on, on Uninterrupted about him possibly going to the Cowboys during that NBA lockout. And let me just say, you thought Michael Jordan going to the White Sox was a fun sort of thing to see in the last dance. Seeing LeBron on the Cowboys would have been astronomical. That it would have been, been... That would have been the craziest thing in sports ever. I mean, like, Bo Jackson... Switching sports, um, Sanders switching sports, cool. The, LeBron switching sports, unreal. The thing is, Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, both, both Hall of Famers, both elites in their position, um, wouldn't necessarily. They're not, they never since they kind of grew up in a different time. They were put in different. They put in a different time. They didn't necessarily have the media status that LeBron James has. Like LeBron James is the most popular athlete around the world. When you're the most popular athlete around the world, switch to the biggest organization in the world in the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's almost hard to wrap your head around, and like I don't like there's a reason why it didn't happen. He was he was the number one football recruit in Ohio, um, his junior year. His football stats are crazy or something. They're like he was like a his highlights, yeah, like all all pro whatever you call a high school football player. I don't really know. Absolutely, I mean. I mean that would definitely generate generate buzz around the NFL and the sports world worldwide. LeBron, possibly the greatest basketball player of all time, switched over switch over to the NFL. Yeah. And one big difference between the NBA and the NFL is uh, when you go on Instagram, you don't see a bunch of NBA players getting arrested. It seems like every single time I pull up my phone, it's another NFL player doing some robbery. Oh yeah, I've waited doing, for this segment. Like like I don't uh, abusing something, abusing someone. I don't know. But why do why do NFL players keep on getting arrested? I don't know. I totally agree. Four NBA, four NFL, sorry, four NFL players arrested in the last three days. You have DeAndre Baker, Quinton Dunbar, Ed Oliver. The list goes on and yeah, on and on. Quinton Williams was arrested a couple a couple weeks ago. What was Williams? He he. I think he held a gun in. He had a gun on him in in uh, Laguardia. I mean, that's better, like, that's such an idiot move just to bring a gun to an airport. I don't understand, like, Barbara's processing in Quinn Williams' mind. I guess he has some famous interview clips, I guess, of him just, like, saying dumb things. I don't know if that trend him doing dumb things. I guess it does. But as a Redskins fan, very happy they got rid of Quinn Dunbar. At first, I was upset. 
And their guy Latimer, the Redskins guy yeah. Cody Latimer got arrested. It's kind of just like everyone's getting arrested out here. I think the issue is that it's too long of an offseason for these NFL players. And it might sound crazy that like they a lot of people just can't just can't wait that long until they need to hit something again, until they need to get aggressive. But mm-hmm. I think maybe to, you're playing such an aggressive sport, such kind of like a predator type sport. And then once that once that ends, it's like now I have to start being a normal citizen and not like literally trying to murder people for my living. Exactly, thirteen people in twenty twenty alone in five months in the NFL have been arrested. I mean that's unprecedented. You DUIs, drugs, battery, armed robbery. I mean, yeah. Quinton Dunbar and DeAndre Baker got paid seventy thousand dollars for this armed robbery, and they're both making a milli and still feel the need to do this. Just ridiculous. Definitely, and I think kind of just talking about getting arrested and stuff, um, I'm a very big Nelk fan. I don't know if you know what Nelk is. Nelk on YouTube, they kind of do these prank uh, prank videos, hilarious prank videos. They've been going for years, around yeah. four years now. Yeah, hilarious videos, but I, they use, they've released Monday every single time. I always get hyped for the new videos, and this video, they were supposed to explain their arrest at Target. They posted all the social media. Arrested at Target, arrested at Target, I guess they were impersonating being Target employees, and they said, we're going we're gonna to show, we have a video coming Monday about the entire thing. I mean, I mean, yeah, uh, to your point, we were recording um, our first podcast, and I get an alert that says uh, from Jesse, um, the only Nelk member that wasn't arrested, saying the boys got arrested, I think it was eight of them got arrested in, where, Louisiana, Mississippi. Eight of them got arrested in Mississippi, and the whole world went into a frenzy. I mean, they had 75,000 comments on their Instagram. You had 120,000 people watching their premiere on YouTube Live. I mean, these guys are, are big stuff now. Yeah, like kind of when I used to watch them back in April, they, they definitely had an audience, but definitely a lot smaller than the kind of the, the range that it is now. Um, but I was, when like 100,000 people came on to that video last night at 8.30, everyone's like, okay, let's see the footage of them. I want to see what they were doing on Target. Sadly, I guess through the lawyers, they couldn't release the video. That was very disappointing. I don't know about Yeah, it was, ki- it was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I was, was I kind of just like, okay, I was watching the entire video. They kind of, they usually have their antics before, like blowing up stuff up, drinking like crazy. I was kind of ready for like, okay, where's the Target video? Come and on. It, it didn't do. It and didn't then come. it just didn't come up. They show the police. They show them getting arrested. I think they had they have the footage, but they can't show it. Um, and they're going. To, they're going to court later. Yeah. So later maybe, the hopefully, the videos will be released later. Like similar videos they have. They were like they're arrested on, or they had some legal issues, and then they were later um, released. If we want to talk about Nelk, what's your what's your favorite prank? Your favorite prank. My favorite prank that Nelk has ever done, probably in my opinion, is. Um, is when they were just shouting things at the back of people, these like old people golfing. It was hilarious. Like they would literally just scream like just crazy things and like just these crazy old golfers start swinging their clubs at them. It's kind of an unbelievable prank. I'm a I'm a fan of their of their walking out of class or playing playing things out loud in the library. I mean, just just pure kind com- of pure comedy. I ultimately kind of want to. I, I wish I was in a scenario like that where I was in that Zoom call and they hop in my Zoom call and it was <laughs> absolute chaos. I wish I was able to be in a scenario like that. Okay, now let's go into the segment of trending up and down. So for who we me, got up, who we got going up this week? For up, I think I think let's actually start with down. 
kind of more negative kind okay. of side. Start with down. Trending down for me is a big down. I think it's been going down the past three months. And I don't know if anybody else relates to this, but I'm starting to hate the Instagram account over time. Bold. I That's just, bold. I, over time has literally been pissing me off the past three months, just posting just too much. And they, don't, so? they need to find a lane. Like, they're posting literally like these like funny like funny not even funny just like clips of like that go viral they're my they're they're where i get all my high school basketball news why are you so like what i just i think i think i think they're a good account they're definitely needed but i don't need a julian newman show once he's literally just zero d1 offers totally agree. i guess i guess we definitely so much hype. All, all the attention to that shows because of Jaden newman but we can't really talk about that right now i guess I guess our lawyers can't don't won't let us I talk about Jaden Newman. Yeah, let's but um, I guess if we're looking kind of like at an overall perspective, I was I was happy with overtime the past year, but these past three months, like the RJ Hampton show. Now they have a Jalen Green show. Like, now they have a Julian like, Newman just, show. Just let them play basketball. They're not like they're not these reality TV stars, and it definitely shows. They're, mm-hmm. they're so bad on camera; it's unbelievable. They should none of them should act ever. Like Jalen Green. Terrible actor. R.J. Hampton, terrible well, actor. Well, you see Julian Newman's interview. is like, my dad waking me up at 6 yeah. in the morning. It's like, it's so fake and so bad to watch. And it, I think I hear they that. post too many dunk videos, in my opinion. It's like, I don't, like, when I see a dunk on Instagram on from overtime, I'm like, no matter how cool it is, I'm so numb to it. I'm just like, okay, another dunk video. Yeah, at this point, I'm numb, I'm numb to 7th graders dunking. They're posting all like, these. Oh, crazy 8th grader, watch out for him. And one of the dumbest posts I've ever seen on Instagram was over time, a picture of Jordan after the last dance, trying to happen in the last dance program. They go, people forget Jordan was a problem. What do you mean people forget Jordan was a problem? Like, everyone knows Jordan's arguably the best player of all time. Like, no one ever slanders Jordan's name. Like, it's even the opposite. Like, that's just a dumb post. I need to know uh-huh. who's running... Their social media accounts. I mean, they have I, over I they have them. over a million a million followers. They have some success. Yeah, that's I mean, cause of, that's because over time Megan's been getting a little bit of hate. That, that's because of Jaden Newman. But I what guess about what enough I, about Jaden Newman? So you have a little go, obsession. I guess we'll if go. If you to, want it, you could tell the viewers why. I guess we'll go to the obsession now with Dennis Rodman. I think everyone just like as crazy as Dennis Rodman was. Looking back at it now, twenty years later, like everyone loves him. Like the stunts he was pulling, going to that wrestling event. Absolutely insane. Hanging out with just with um, with Hulk Hogan. I mean, that could not happen in the modern NBA age. I mean, I saw a thing. It said Dennis Rodman for missing the interview, <laughs> lost and was fined twenty thousand dollars. When he went to Hulk Hogan's wrestling thing, he made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's that's a business move for Dennis Rodman. Exactly. Right Ron Harper. Ron Harper's like good businessman move to me. I mean, he he loves the fame. You saw he hangs out with. Kim Jong Un, he got he got dressed in a bridesmaid and got married in the middle of New York City to himself. He's 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 a crazy, he's a character. He's a crazy. He's not a character. Like the character is an understatement. He's a weirdo. I'll be honest. Dennis Rodman's a weirdo. He's just a complete weirdo. But like to perform again after after going to that event, probably hungover, just to perform with that tenacity is unbelievable. Um. So that's kinda, just who he was. Yeah, yeah, that's just who he was. So after Dennis Rodman, let's go to our next segment. Who's back of the week, Ben? Who's who's is who you're back to the week? Who's coming back this week? That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think. What's been gone that's really, really coming back? I'm going to actually have to go. 
I'm gonna have to hop on Fortnite. Um, talk about talk about squads, duos. They have all these new these new modes. Creative. I mean, it's finally making a comeback. Twitch streams are are going right up. I think people are realizing the beauty of Fortnite during this quarantine. Really appreciating it, playing it more. Good time to hang out with your friends, get in that action, um, and it's just a really uh, it's a fun time, really. I don't think it's that it's like people love the game. I think people are just really bored right now. And I think like. I still have Fortnite on my PlayStation. I still have Fortnite on my phone. Let's run it. Let's go play. Exactly. I think, I think it's definitely a social thing that you can't see your friends. I definitely would not be playing Fortnite at all if I was back in school. I just don't. It's a fun game, but I don't see the appeal to play it if you're not really bored. And my who's back of the week, not really a person, more of a clothing article. And I think, as let's see what the date is today, May 19th, I think it definitely has reached short season. It's shorts. 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 I think shorts, shorts. I think shorts are definitely back this this week, making a comeback. I think it's starting. I think, I'm not. I'm not wearing shorts, Isaac. I mean, it's pretty chilly here in Maryland. I guess it's just chilly here right now. It's an off day for shorts, but I think shorts are making a comeback. People like to wear shorts in the summer. You can no longer. You can no longer kind of like put those pants on. It's time to get too hot. People are just gonna agree. Like, at one point, it's the inevitable. Shorts are coming. Like mm-hmm. the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Like winter's coming, shorts are coming, and shorts are back. That's my who's back of the week. But not to be mistaken, you don't want to be the person that wears shorts in the winter or wears it too often. You want to. Huh. Be, you don't want to be the Andy Reid wearing shorts. Okay. Eating soup in the middle. Or of you don't want to be that dad wearing cargo shorts. In the middle, yeah. middle of February. Definitely. You don't want to be Adam Sandler wearing cargo Talk about shorts cargo and shorts. Grown-ups. You could see Steve, Steve Kerr put the cargo shorts on. Uh, in that episode of The Last Dance. Um, so I think that's going to wrap it up for the second episode of Respect the Call. Uh, thank you for listening if you made it to the end. And uh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time.